This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello, it's Friday the 3rd of November. I'm Miranda Sawyer and I, for one, am happy for Matt Hancock to decide whether I live or die. Welcome back to Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review, where we chop off the paper's wobbly bits and highlight all their best features. We smooth out the Telegraph's wrinklies, check the mail's fillers are topped up and cheer the Guardian up by giving it a full-on turkey teeth smile. We're out every day from Monday to Friday with weekends off for good behaviour. Or bad behaviour. We don't mind what you do, really. But if you miss us on Saturday and Sunday, then why not become a Papercut supporter so you can make your brunches even swankier by sipping your mimosa from a Papercut's mug? Here are the headlines for today's show. Rishi and Elon sitting in a tree. Rishi Sunak makes heart eyes at Elon Musk at his AI summit. Rescue mission. The Stars campaign to save a stranded sheep gets underway. And mad, nad and dangerous to know. Nadine Doris's book is coming out and the mail has all the terrifying details. Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts, where we really hope that Rishi and Elon have stopped talking now. I'm Miranda Sawyer, and with me on the show today is tip-top red lipstick wearer and writer of columns for CNN, Holly Thomas. Hello, Holly. Hello. Also with us is frankly rubbish red lipstick wearer and writer of silly jokes for fun, Marcus Brigstock. Hi, Marcus. How dare you? I was a Robert Smith fan. (laughs) I wore red lipstick very well. Good morning. (laughs) So what do we have on the front pages today? Holly, what do we have? Well, the Daily Telegraph is leading with the AI summit. Uh, uh, yeah, Rishi Sunak's uh, big agenda-setting um, deal at Bletchley Park. It says, Musk tells Sunak AI will end work. Brilliant. So that sounds promising. Mm-hmm. And then above that, we have the real COVID scandal is emerging right in front of the inquiry's nose next to a very kind of smug photo of Fraser Nelson. Yeah, and his nose. And then The Guardian, uh, top tech firms to let governments vet AI tools, Sunak tells Summit. Then over to The Times, AI means no one will have to work, says Musk. Um, (laughs) So it must be true. It's it's, it's on several front covers. (laughs) It's definitely right. Yeah, no, 100%. And then The I, mortgage pain, colon, UK warned not to expect any interest rate cut before 2025. I just um, love mortgages, doesn't it? So dull. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah we'll pay them. It's going to be fine. <laughs> OK, uh, Marcus, what do you have? Uh, I've got the sun. Uh, unusual headlines. So Jesse Wallace went out to party with uh, notorious road rage killer Kenny Noy. Mm. Uh, and the headline is Jesse and the road rage killer. 
Um, they've also got Gladiators ready to offer Holly deal. Um, Holly Willoughby is possibly going to be offered something by Gladiators. Now, my guess is they saw her queuing to see the Queen and assumed she'd gone on their first whistle. <laughs> Quite a niche reference to Gladiators <laughs> fans there. Um, now, this is the doozy here. The Daily Mail exclusive revealed by ex-Cabinet Minister Nadine Dorries in the most anticipated political book of the year. Brace yourselves. <coughs> Shadowy Tory number 10 fixer who had pet rabbit butchered in mafia-style warning to his ex-girlfriend. Can I just say, Is what? the headline. What? That's <laughs> the headline. And they've got a great picture of Nadine Dorries in a bright pink coat that says, look at me, <laughs> while doing a face that's saying, don't look at me. I'm sneaky. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to be talking about Nadine in a bit, aren't we? In lots of detail, I hope. <laughs> um, the mirror has got a big picture of Matt Hancock. Could it get any worse? The Grim Reaper. Mm. Matt Hancock wanted to decide who lived or died. And the star. Uh, as I always point out when I reference the star on this podcast, the star, proud to love animals, mm. <laughs> have gone with the Starbucks daring hovercraft mission to save sheep stuck at the bottom of a cliff for two years <laughs> and <laughs> calling the campaign Free Woolly. Yes, uh, this is a great campaign. We're very, very happy about it. And actually, we'll be analysing it in greater detail later. In huge detail. <laughs> Trust me, I've done, the, I've done my own research. <laughs> Now, Rishi Sunak's amazing AI summit came to an end yesterday. Oh, after a full two days of important people blethering at Bletchley about the scary AI future and what the same important people can do to de-scarify it, the final panel was billed as an in-conversation chat between two key figures in future tech. Well, maybe one key figure. Anyway, Holly, who were those two VAIPs? Thanks very much. <laughs> and how did the in-conversation go? Well, the VAIPs were Rishi Sunak mm -hmm. and uh, Twitter, or rather ex-CEO Elon Musk. Yeah, the sort of the images that have come out look like a kind of guardian blind date. Um, they're sort of <laughs> like forced, casual. Um, effectively, what we're looking at is a job interview. Um, Rishi trying to kind of endear himself to Elon Musk. He's doing that Jamie Lang thing of turning all his T's into D's. He's a very relaxed, like, chilled out guy. Did he say grade? I think great. I think he actually did. Oh. I think he might have. It's so great to see you here. So great. Really great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they... They did something quite extraordinary, which is veer, they veered way off um, at points Rishi's original pitch for this whole summit, which was um, AI is going to end the world. It's a huge disaster. They swung right over to actually we're going to be in an AI utopia where no one needs to work. Um, it's not we're not even going to need like a universal basic income. We're going to be on a universal like top income or something. I didn't really understand that. Like I didn't it understand how the, <laughs> how the robots were going to make sure that we all had money. I don't like. I didn't understand that at all. No, 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 no. And coming from Elon Musk, who is just more than halved the value of his company in less than a year, <laughs> I'm not sure that that's necessarily the most trustworthy um, yeah, take. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, very, very light on detail. So yeah, Rishi asked Elon Musk what government should be doing about AI. Musk said something, um, and they left it at that, effectively. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very, very strange. As Tim Stanley uh, mentioned in The Telegraph, it, it had actually been upstaged by Cliff Richard's new album. So who knew that the AI tech fan, like tech bro, Cliff fan Venn diagram was like a circle? I didn't. 
pretty embarrassing, very much the kind of chat that someone who has, you know, no real anticipation that he'll be implementing any policies would have. You know, I think Rishi knows that he's going to be out soon and he's possibly looking for a job. He's going to, you know, Nick Clegg went to Facebook. He's going to go to um, to X. Yes, I suppose yeah. for Rishi Sunak, if you've been prime minister and become used to that kind of income and are worried that it it might go he he's probably thinking how am i going to how am i going to pay the bills after all this is over yeah that um, sounds very rishy yeah <laughs> it's that's the thing i think that's really gross about it is that rishi sunak is richer than the king right which is very very rich and he's sort of fawned over elon musk not because elon musk knows anything about ai but simply because He's very rich and sort of, I mean, obviously he's very successful, but it's really hard to sort of be specific other than the huge advantage that uh, that Musk had early in his life. What Rishi Sunak wants from him? What does he want? He wants a job. I mean, he yeah. definitely wants a post-prime ministerial job, I think. I think he also buys into the lie that if you're very wealthy, you must be really clever. Yeah. Um, and that is not necessarily the case. I think he sees billions and... He reads Genius, which obviously isn't true. And like, yeah, neither of them identified any of the kind of current um, issues with AI. Like there are lots of really pressing things like, you know, AI tech is, AI tech is like used in health to predict also like arrhythmia. That's really useful, but also it's built on like very racist models. So it treats different people very differently. Um, yeah, when they didn't get into any of that. They were just like, oh, it's going to be amazing or awful. Yeah, it was a bit Black Mirror, I thought. It was just like yeah. he, he went kind of, like Elon Musk went kind of simultaneously, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. We're going to have robots who are our friends. What? <laughs> yeah, they're going to love us. He's finally going to have a friend. Yeah, exactly. They will know you better than you know yourself. Or that they're going to be really scary. And actually, the really scary thing is they're going to be able to climb trees, is what he said. I thought that was really odd. <laughs> like, you know, like if they chase after you. Robots, robots can't climb trees. Not yet. Height advantage. Not yet. They're going to be humanoid yeah. robots. Is going to do it. There was um, a quote which I quite enjoyed from Ed Vasey, who used to be um, obviously uh, in the Tory cabinet and is now Lord Vasey. He had said to Sky about this situation of Elon Musk supposedly in conversation with Rishi Sunak, but not turning out like that. He said, it's pathetic. I mean, why have this gimmick of having Elon Musk, who's already halved the value of Twitter and destroyed it? And then the PM, Prime Minister, is going to be in interviewing Musk. I mean, the Prime Minister's playing mini-me to Elon Musk. Well, that is true. I mean, he, yeah. you know, essentially what he's saying is that the summit did achieve some things, which we can talk about, but then at the end, they just hand it all over to Elon Musk. They give all the publicity to Elon Musk at the end. It's pathetic. I mean, it is. And I suppose if you're Rishi Sunak and you've had the sort of however many months it's been of being Rishi Sunak, anything that's a bit razzle-dazzle in his weird nerdy tech world is effective. I mean, at the beginning of it was odd because they sort of walked out together and Musk is wearing black jeans, black T-shirt, black jacket, brown boots, odd combo. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Rishi Sunak's wearing the Rishi Sunak uniform you know, a tiny man's suit with even tinier trousers. Uh, and as soon as he came out, like, took his jacket off, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, God, uh, who needs jackets? Am I right? <laughs> so uh, I don't know, Elon. No, where, where do you want to sit? It's so, it is, it's all just so creepy. And the thing is, if, if Elon Musk was all over the AI thing, I know you, you've said this already, but if he was all over it and went, well, look, this is what's likely to happen. There, here are some things you're going to do about it. You'd go, all right, well, that's a good booking. Bearing in mind, Elon Musk is 
is gross on Twitter. It's not just like, oh, yeah, he's a bit weird, isn't he? He's fucking horrible. Yeah. He's a monster and is amplifying incredibly unpleasant stuff in a very arbitrary way from day to day. One day he seems to be a raging anti-Semite. The next, he just sort of doesn't care about anything or he's very sexist or whatever it may be. It's, it's very odd. Yeah, it's completely against his interest as well to implement any kind of regulation. Like he is one of these like massive tech, you know, he's at the head of a massive tech body for whom yeah. it's completely to their advantage to base, for it to be the Wild West. Like they can, they can gatekeep everything. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, it's so one of the, the big announcement before the kind of Elon um, Rishi Lovin was from the AI summit was that the that big tech companies would allow governments to kind of vet their AI creations uh, for the first time. Okay, that sounds quite good. Um, except it was a it was trumped, wasn't it, by the United States? So the United States were over there with Kam- Kamala Harris, who was obviously very cool, and she just like announced actual, actual legislation that actually regulate AI companies, rather than this vague idea that's going to happen in the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they've they've literally given like departmental bodies jobs. So like the Department of Commerce is going to work on deep fakes, and then I think it's like the Environment and Homeland Security are going to work on biohazards. Like they're literally identifying current issues or like near future issues with AI and saying, okay, that's your job. You go figure it out. Whereas I think um, Rishi said like spies are going to be working out. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's like of all, like of all the like potential ex- experts out there, it's like, spies. Yes, spies. <laughs> Spies. It seems very and odd. Be spies. <laughs> yes, exactly. It seems very odd. So essentially, that that what what Rishi's big you know announcement was that this is this is going to happen. There's going to be legislation, and the US said, yeah, we've got it already. The EU have been working on it for four years, and the UK are a bit like, no, we don't really want it. Like at the end of it, he's like, well, we like light touch. Maybe we won't bother. Yeah. It's so odd. It's really odd. It's and really a, a, odd. of all the, you'd never predict that cul-de-sacs that they pulled into during their conversation, a big one was Elon Musk going, have you considered tax breaks for tech bros? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it was like, um, hang on a minute. Uh, yeah, have you considered maybe reducing tax for people like me? And obviously Rishi Sunak has considered reducing tax for people like him. Uh, and then the other comment that Rishi Sunak made in this sort of like, oh, I just wish people would take more risks, you know, and stop living uh, in fear of losing their paycheck. Shut up! I know. <laughs> Shut I could... up, you appalling billionaire. Yeah, like, like it's really awful. Yeah, I mean, he basically said he wants to see see people give up quote the security of a re- regular paycheck and be comfortable with failing. Exactly. I'm like. Most people are taking is seeing whether they can still have a job and be a parent. That's the that's the risk most people are taking, like living day to day from paycheck to paycheck. He's yeah. such a blind, dangerous wanker. <laughs> but only a teeny one. Yeah, teeny tiny one. And for goodness sake, if you're that short, get trousers that go to your feet. Now, on the front page of the Star and in most of the other papers too, is the slightly heartbreaking and yet uplifting story of Britain's loneliest sheep, <laughs> which the Star has decided to call Woolly for the sake of its headline, Free Woolly. We respect this. <laughs> Woolly has been stranded on a rocky beach for two long years near the coast of Ballintore in Scotland. 
Well, he's not in any immediate danger, but we all want to help it. 50,000 people have signed a petition for it to be rescued. Marcus, the rescue is not that simple, though, is it? It isn't simple at all. This whole story for me, and I am of a certain age, so warning, it has got a Simon Bates R tune feel to it. It's got a... There's a sheep, let's call him Wooly. Uh, basically, a sheep slipped off a cliff and has been living in an absolute sheep utopia. There's loads of grass. There's loads of fresh water. No one's coming to interfere with the sheep or eat it. And uh, someone somewhere at the star has decided it needs to be liberated from its beach. My guess is the sheep has um, has a ball that washed up called Wilson. Uh, it's living a very <laughs> a very happy life. But um, yeah, well, the star of the star have really gone for this, and and their headline is tremendous. Mm. All by myself. <laughs> it's really good. And then they've got a picture of the little sheepy going. Don't want to be. <laughs> yeah, but the, but to, to answer your question, the, the rescue should it be needed or wanted is complex because the sheep has not been sheared for over two years, which means it's got it's got all the wool there is. Mm. I mean, it's incredible. Even I wouldn't wear a jumper of that thickness. Even Lenny Kravitz is looking at that sheep, going, "That's a bit much." Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, so if the sheep panics and runs into the water. It will weigh about eight tonnes in under a second, right? So there is a really high risk and there's nothing to suggest that this sheep will be okay with being visited by humans. But there's a bloke who has a hovercraft company and he has said, listen, if you give me enough money, I'd be willing to drive up to this sheep on a hovercraft. Famously the noisiest water vehicle there (laughs) is and I'm sure it won't be alarmed. And then take... This lonely sheep on a hovercraft. But it's very hard to do. So look, what's, what, what people, the Scottish Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals are also involved. And they said, it's look, it's really hard to actually get this sheep. So yeah. the guy, he's called Ben Bristow, he's the chief hovercraft pilot, is going to turn up with five other people. So there's six people turning up, which might frighten Woolly after two yeah. years. So Woolly might run off. Obviously, there's no fences to nope. stop Woolly. And you can't do what you normally do with an animal that you want to kind of catch, which is sedated, because you can't get a dart through its fleece. It's too thick. <laughs> it's, it can't be sedated. It's just, you know, it's it's quite a tricky situation. It's basically the Iron Man of sheep because it also, um, Willie survived Storm Babette, which was a big stress about a week ago. Mm. There was some, I think there had there'd been like a day or so without a sighting of Willie. And there's a huge question as to whether um, he, she, she, I think we say she, yeah, has I been think we'll dragged, she. Yeah, dragged into the sea. And apparently not. So, I mean, I don't know. Do we Should we explore the possibility that Willie wants to be left alone? I do think that <laughs> well, there is an element of the that. star have tried to address that. So um, uh, here we are. Jill Turner from nearby Brora two years ago encountered Woolly and then encountered Woolly again during a recent trip, which means the animal has been on its own for over two years. As these kayakers went by, Woolly bleated out to them, suggesting it's des- it is desperate to be rescued. I don't oh. think... You- <laughs> 
I mean, listen, I don't speak sheep. I didn't finish the Duolingo uh, course. I love that thing. You know when they're writing in tabloids and they have to keep coming up with different descriptions instead of reusing the word sheep? So the next paragraph begins, the grass muncher was seen on a rocky beach. The grass muncher. But I have to say, I think that Woolly may well have been saying, you know, get off my sea. Do you know what I yes, mean? Exactly. Like they're going past in the kayaker. They're exactly. just going F off. Like, sod yeah. off. I'm fine. Leave me alone. A really contented Scottish sheep who's been allowed to grow out its hair going, yeah, get man. the fuck away from my beach, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know why it's a Glaswegian sheep. But there obviously we are. Glaswegian. <laughs> It's going to be great, isn't it? When they send in the hovercraft with the little flag with the Daily Star on. (laughs) I mean, I can't wait. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash ev9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Now, Papercuts loves a fabulous headline, a spot of nifty wordplay, a pun or three, some rhyme, some alliteration, plus extra points for the use of boff, romp or top totty (laughs) and we know that you too enjoy a proper headline which is why every friday we bring you the paper cuts world exclusive fix the headline competition we find a brilliant story with a rubbish headline and we ask you to come up with something better today the star tells us that those boffs are at it again they've discovered humans can only live to 120 no point in trying to get any older the headline sorry you can only live to 120 Boo, that's really boring. Come on, the star. <laughs> Just find us at Papercut Show on X or Threads and tell us your better suggestion. The winner gets a Papercuts t-shirt. What are you waiting for? And what about today? Have we found any good headlines? We will have found one, one or two better than that one, I have to say. That was absolutely rubbish from the star. Holly, what do you have? Um, so it's only, a, it's only slightly better. <laughs> um, don't get your hopes up. So basically what the mirror has is some scientific research... Um, looking into our favourite seasonal treats. And um, the poll uh, by bakery brand Baker Street has discovered that ice cream is one of our top winter comfort foods. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, make of that what you will. The headline is A Scoop of Cold Comfort, yes. which manages to be kind of depressing yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and vague. Yeah, um, and also kind of vaguely Dickensian. It's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we dismissed that one. Sorry. Yeah, so, yeah no, it's bad. Um, the Sun does a bit better. It's got the story about Storm Kieran blasting Britain and, uh, you know, lots of destruction of homes, flooding, all that kind of thing. But most importantly, um, it's messed up a lot of firework displays. Um, so... The headline, you know, floods, 100 miles per hour winds, um, people in dinghies. Headline, oh, for fork's sake. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, fair enough. Hats I respect off. that. Really, I mean, really hats to... blown off, but yeah. at the same time, hats off. Really yeah. recognising the gravity of the situation there, I think. <laughs> we like that one. OK, what do you have, Marcus? Uh, well, this is from the star, and uh, apparently one in ten British men admit eating their spotted dick with their hands. <laughs> <laughs> 
many which, men eat spotted I was going to say, I love the suggestion that it's like the daily. Yeah. <laughs> this is what they do. Listen, yeah. most men eat spotted dick, what, <laughs> twice a week, three times a week? That's most of us, right? And one in ten of us admit that we eat our spotted dick with our hands. And so the headline is, put it there, put it there, P-U-D, okay. it there, which I'm also guessing quietly is what Rishi Sunak said to Elon Musk when they met. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, hey, Elon, put it there. And then the two of them, just just after they came off from the interview, shared some spotted dick oh, in their stop hands. stop it. That's going to feel me a all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the picture, by the way, is of a man in sports gear with sweatbands on his arm and sweatband on his head eating a spotted dick with custard on it. Let's have a look. Do you think that's just... A sun, a star writer, a star writer. That's that must be a star writer. It's definitely photoshopped. That's, <laughs> That's not unfortunately, a real photo. I feel really bad for the guy. It's clearly a photo of a guy who was at the gym working out, and they've removed the dumbbell he was holding <laughs> and replaced it with some pudding. <laughs> oh, Poor dear. bloke. Putin lookalike needs lookalike. Right? This is amazing. <laughs> The Kremlin wants a body double for Putin's body double, who is now acting as president, it is claimed. So there are there are a pleasing number of pictures of Vladimir Putin clearly not being Vladimir Putin. Right? And they're, they're quite fun to look up. Uh, and the headline they've gone with is Kremlin in Vlad double trouble. Double, double uh, trouble. And they've gone with the, the picture of that clearly isn't Vladimir Putin. Uh, unless, I don't know, I mean, if Vladimir Putin's eaten a huge number of spotted dicks in his hands and put on a stone and a half overnight, that could be him. Yeah, long lens, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're in the Putin multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> God! <laughs> Putin, far from home. Now, let's go back to the front page of the mail. <laughs> God, that is a weird story we have here. Okay, here's the headline. I'll just say it again. Shadowy Tory number 10 fixer who had pet rabbit butchered in mafia style warning to his ex-girlfriend. I mean, it just seems like word salad. It just seems like a jumble. It doesn't seem like anything. But there is a story here, isn't there, Holly? And what is that story? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about because this sounds like the literary event of the century. Um, Of the century, rather. Um, So yeah, Nadine Doris has finished her book, At Last, we're all excited about it. It's called The Plot, The Political Assassination of Boris Johnson. Mm. Um, And essentially, uh, what she's describing is a kind of Rasputin-style figure. She describes this Dr. No, who's been lurking in in Downing Street, um, committing, I mean, actual serious crimes, as far as she, uh, as far as we can tell. She describes uh, one incident in which um, Dr. No tries to set fire to a house uh, with a child in it. Yeah, sleeping people in it. It's really yeah, odd. Which, I mean, and apparently her advance, her partial advance for this book was 20 grand, which is not enough for the lawyer she's going to need yeah. if, um, if uh, someone's actually accused of this. So uh, basically what she's saying is that there's a hugely powerful but shadowy Tory who's on the payroll of the Conservative Party known as Dr No, yeah. right? And this awful person cut up a rabbit and hung it up on his ex's front door which is, like, pretty horrible. He then also set fire to... Well, no, maybe not then. At a certain point, set fire to a house where people are sleeping in there. I mean, he sounds terrible. Yes, the male have followed up on the rabbit incident. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They've done their due diligence. They spoke um, to the brother of the... Yes, apparently the rabbit, yes. Dr. No was dumped by someone. He targeted the natural, you know, target 
uh, of Rose's revenge was the brother's rabbit. The male has spoken to the brother in question, who confirmed that something happened to his rabbit when he's, he was a child. He said, I definitely have had a rabbit and I don't now. I mean, That's the story that, of every child yeah, that's I was, ever had I was going to say, we can all relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very. It's, it sounds very odd. There's also an idea that he likes violence, isn't there? Yeah, so the... the Nadine's description of Dr. No is that whenever there's um, a big protest outside number 10, he slips out a back door and doesn't get involved in fights, but likes to be near them. He likes to see scuffles up close. He cruises around and watches, is what yeah. she said. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. So he's a voyeur of violence. Yeah. He likes to kill rabbits. <laughs> He tries to set fire to a house, but she doesn't name him. Apparently, he's been there over 40 years. So he's obviously ancient. I mean, this is not hard. We, we must be yeah, able yeah. to find this person. Apparently, he's still there as well. Yeah. So who's 70 and has been spotted <laughs> wandering around Downing Street whenever anyone's I mean, this, got... Pla- this has got the... And Nadine, is Dr. No in the room now? Is he here <laughs> with us now? Uh, kind of colour to it. it, it what's... Just been kind of bruising my brain all morning since I read this. Is either this is true, and there's a dark, sinister figure who chops up people's rabbits and nails them to the door and tries to kill people using arson and enjoys watching fights up close. And he's a senior Tory on the Conservative Party payroll, which confirms to me that the entire mechanism of the upper reaches of the Tory party is absolutely broken. Or it isn't true. And Nadine Dorries <laughs> has made this up because what? Because what? Because it's mad. Well, but also, do you not think it's because it's a kind of like conspiracy theory thing? So, like, if you're going to buy her book and you and what she's saying is there's a shadowy cabal, <laughs> which is what you know everybody yeah. wants there to be a shadowy cabal behind the prime minister. Um, then you know that that's a kind of intrigue that might make you buy the book. No? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And she has anticipated people's doubts about this. Um, She said a while ago, it makes the House of Cards appear tame, but this is no made up tale. It's for real. And for the first time, their political dark arts are about to be revealed. Whoa, that's quite Um, good. I mean, and also she said that she said someone who had the misfortune to run up against Dr. No said to me, he's just a very bad man with an evil mind. And in politics, every prime minister needs a man just like him by his side. I mean, it's it's really mad. It's like Voldemort is like there. I mean, and it's it's played in very cleverly to a feeling that I think we all have, which is how how did Boris Johnson lose his job? <laughs> I mean what Yeah, what we're really could, confused. <laughs> what could have what could have led to that? Because, you know, his record was so solid, he seemed so on it, he paid attention, he was there. He you know, it it is weird how he ended up leaving. Unless I suppose you include things like him appointing Chris Pincher to a job and laughing, going, through your heart, you know, Pincher by name, uh, Pincher by nature. Ah. Uh, and then lying to everybody that he hadn't heard that Chris Pincher had been groping people. Um, if you include that, then you do know why Boris Johnson <laughs> lost his job. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's just the pet rabbit of politics. We'll <laughs> never know why he vanished. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's, a, there's a, also one more detail that I feel like we should bring out, which is uh, essentially Nadine Doris says that this shadowy figure, Dr. No, has also compiled dossiers on everybody important. So for Liz Truss, he compiled, the words used are disgusting and sexual dossier, which apparently wasn't true, but he indicated to Liz Truss that he had this and also one on her husband as well. But then they sent, then Dr. No sent this to the papers and the papers wouldn't publish it. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Have you met journalists? (laughs) Her version version of events is that the journalists who saw it thought it was too too disgusting, too upsetting. Again, though, I mean, Mm. she's onto something because when you look at Liz Truss, you think, how did you lose your job? That's weird. Yeah, that is weird. weird. How did that end up happening? (laughs) Famously puritanical Liz Truss. Yeah, Yeah, strangeness. I mean, uh, that said. I do believe that the whips and others constantly are compiling dossiers on everybody in the party so that they can use those things to control them. I mean, that's not... That's hardly a revelation, is it? No. I mean, I'd have to say this person is obviously going to be unmasked very soon. And, you know, and I can't wait. <laughs> this is going to be excellent. I think it bears noting that um, Nadine Doris is obviously also a columnist of the Daily Mail and of all of the people that they could have followed up on her claims to they went to the the rabbit owner <laughs> as opposed to literally anyone in in number 10 yeah um, that's true yeah exactly they've not exactly been asking loads of questions have they how, how much of her book is going to be serialized over the coming weeks in the mail i'd say all of it and i would say saturday sunday possibly monday and tuesday mm, yeah there'll be more I mean, this is just this is just day one. Who knows? Who knows what's coming next? Good news. Your favourite history nerds are back. Yes, we at We Are History have been trawling the history shelves of our local bookshops. Well, I have, John. You mostly went round finding your books and moving them to the front of the displays. If I can find them, it's a bonus. We are ready to tell you all about what we've learned, from the revolting French to some revolting women. Via some Brits abroad and a foul-mouthed Irishman. So, download We Are History. Our laughable attempt at a silly history podcast. With me, John O'Farrell. And me, Angela Barnes. Wherever you get your podcasts. And that's the end of today's Paper Cuts. Thanks to Holly. Thank you. And thanks to Marcus. Thank you very much. If you'd like to hear about Noel Edmonds' brand new crinkly bottom, (laughs) and who wouldn't, then why not join our Paper Cuts Supporters Club? For just £5 a month, you get a hidden extra story every day and the highly coveted chance to get your mitts on Paper Cuts t-shirts and mugs. Just follow the show notes to back.papercutshow.com to find out more. And our excellent supporters get a special shout out on the show. Here are some now. Hello and thank you very much, Mark Webb. Hi there and merci buckets to Arabella Fasham. That is an amazing name. I wish I was called Arabella Fasham. Hi, and we couldn't have done it without you, Chris Arden. I've been Miranda Sawyer and you've been listening to Paper Cuts on a day when the star has revealed that Britain's sex toys are plaguing the UK's sewers. Now, speaking as a middle-aged woman, that's an impressive hot flush. Hey! (laughs) See you Monday.